our prisons today are very much the residential school of, of yesterday and that um, we're still finding ways to oppress people. We're trying to uh, make them fit into a certain kind of mold of what society wants and uh, it's, it's, it's just not working. First thing that comes to my mind when I hear the word reconciliation is decolonization. I like actually using the word reconciliation. I think it includes uh, recognition of, of history and what has happened in the past, and it also includes looking forward to the future and how we can make things as good as possible. To step out of your comfort zone, to confront your unconscious bias, and to enter into the world of the other. Hi, I'm Heather Peters, and this is Reconcile, Everyday Conversations, a podcast from Mennonite Central Committee, Saskatchewan. Fike works for Mica Mission, a partner organization of MCC that coordinates programs in prison visitation and community reintegration in Saskatoon. Dave also spent three years working in the Correctional Centre as a chaplain. I have worked alongside Dave for the past six years, and when I invited him to a conversation around reconciliation, I expected he would draw on his work with people who have been incarcerated. And while he did touch on this in some profound ways, he also talked about experiences he has had throughout his whole life that have shaped his understanding of reconciliation. As always, I'm here with Joel, my partner in this reconciliation podcast. Hello. I appreciated how Dave's understanding of reconciliation seemed rooted in a very everyday understanding of serving our neighbors. He talks about when he was a pastor that they had people come to their house asking for a meal or maybe they would give a ride to someone. Dave seems really great at meeting people wherever they are. We invited Dave into our home and around our dining room table to talk about five questions. How would you define reconciliation? What experiences have led you to this understanding? What is the role of grace within reconciliation? How would you invite people onto this journey? And finally, why is reconciliation important to you? Let's listen to his reflections now. My name is Dave Fike. I uh, born and raised in a rural community in southwestern Ontario. Um, the age of 21, headed out to uh, Winnipeg, studied at CNBC. From there, came to Saskatchewan, where I pastored two churches, and uh, after which, uh, for the last six years now, I've been working for Micah Mission, and uh, during that time, worked for three years as a prison chaplain, but now the work that I do is community chaplaincy, and helping people reintegrate into society who had time in prison. So. 
Well, a dictionary definition talks about it being making a view or belief compatible with another and restoration of friendly relations. Um, I think to me that that talks about breaking down walls and uh, and building bridges between peoples and and communities and uh, even even breaking down hierarchies and uh, just looking at systemically how we we treat one another and uh, I think reconciliation is is uh, working to yeah to to live how do we say that? Uh, compatible with one another. Uh, I think that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. I think I've encountered too many situations where uh, where racism is very prevalent, and uh, even people who wouldn't necessarily consider themselves to be racist, they still have some strong feelings about other uh, peoples and and how we treat them and whether we need to treat them any differently than we do and I know I, I think back to when I was a kid and uh, how uh, we had some even though we lived close to uh, our reserve we never had any kind of connection with anybody from the reserve don't really know if anybody was indigenous that went to school with me but there were several kids who came down from northern Ontario to live with us, and I'm not sure what was all of, that was all about, but uh, gave them the opportunity to go to school and to, I guess, see something different. I don't know that it was part of the 60s scoop, but uh, um, I think maybe in some ways that set me on a, a path of, of seeing uh, people equally and... Uh, uh, not making judgments about people. I mean, I can't say that I'm totally guilt-free of never having made any of those kinds of judgments, but uh, I think probably some of that uh, helped in a lot of ways. Um, and I think as in my work as a pastor, too, I've had experiences where uh, I think my first congregation really taught me how to be a pastor, taught me a lot about grace, about uh, forgiving people, about uh, accepting people as, for who they were and, and, and not making those kinds of judgments. Um, I think too, a lot of, uh, had a number of experiences with uh, indigenous people coming into the community and uh, just passing through and needing some help. And uh, uh, sure, sometimes they were just looking for a handout, but tried as best we could to give a hand up and to, to help uh, as best we could. But uh, sometimes they were just passing through and a meal or some money was all that they really wanted anyway. But um, yeah, tried to, as much as possible, treat them with respect and uh, and show care for them, show them Christ's love for them and, and to journey with them. So, um, And I think... Yeah, I guess in now in the work that I'm doing too, uh, it more or less began at the same time as the the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and and being able to spend some time there and listen to some of the stories, and uh, just to get a sense of where people are coming from, get a sense of um, just the the history, the the uh, experiences that people had, and how that all trickled down to many people. So. Um, 
and uh, yeah, just looking at how you know our prisons today are very much the residential school of, of yesterday, and that um, we're still finding ways to oppress people. We're trying to uh, make them fit into a certain kind of mold of what society wants, and uh, it's 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 just not working. I think the I guess the well a couple of them. I mean, one fellow that I that would come to our community uh, on one occasion. I he asked for a ride to Saskatoon, so I gave him a ride. It was a half-hour drive, but I gave him a ride anyway. And and uh, um, yeah, I just the things he would say to me, uh, even you know, as as he would ask me questions or whatever, is even some of his responses would almost suggest to me that I was entertaining an angel unawares kind of a thing, you know, that he would he would he would say something that I actually I really needed to hear at that time and it was it was amazing to me. But but I think in the in the prison experience there's a, a lot of times where, you know, I'm the person representing the the religion that that uh, was at the very heart of of the restore or the residential school experience, and and uh, which they may or may not have been a part of, but they knew the the history, they knew the, the experience, and yet they there were holy moments of people sharing their stories and and going deep in in telling me about the, their needs, the the things that uh, had led to their being incarcerated, and uh, um, that they allowed me into that story and um, and trusted me uh, even though like I said I represented the the people who did so much damage to them at one point so um, yeah it's very some very poignant moments uh, throughout my ministry there that meant a lot to me we see far too much of Again, people building walls between one another and and uh, pointing fingers or finding fault with with people of a different race or whatever it is. And uh, I think I've learned that there's much more. Well, I mean, Jesus calls us to love one another, and and yeah, it it can be a struggle to love somebody who's who can be very unlovable, but still to try and treat them with respect, to try and understand their situation is much, uh, goes a much longer way than to just ignore them and uh, reject them. And uh, so I think it's just, it's just creating a better world where we can live together as equals and break down the hierarchies and uh, the systems and uh, just work work together and live together and journey together. Well, I do work for an organization called the MICA Mission, which uh, 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 offers a prison visitation program where a lot of the uh, people that are visited are Indigenous. we're, we also have, at this point, uh, an Indigenous elder who's working with us and, and just teaching us and our volunteers and anybody who's interested about 
uh, indigenous life, culture, spirituality, uh, their ways generally. The conversations we've had, just I get excited a bit to hear, to see his excitement in being able to talk about uh, what he believes and um, and who he is and who his people are and and what what has been done to them um, and just and, and recognizing that there is a willingness to um, to work together to walk together to journey together and uh, I'd like to see that for a lot of people and I think as somebody once said that uh, you know the more we as churches or faith communities can, you know, help people who've been incarcerated, uh, the less need we will actually have for, for our prisons. And uh, uh, I think we, Jesus calls us to visit those in prison and to show love to one another. And I think that's, that just makes for a better world. And uh, so, yeah, that, I would invite people to to volunteer with us, but also to, uh, to learn together with us as we uh, work with our Indigenous elder and uh, hearing what he has to tell us. It's amazing that, um, you know, that we, that our governments have worked together with our Indigenous peoples as far as they have to, to have the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, to have the calls to action. Um, but I think, yeah, we need to uh, really take a look at those and, and uh, work together and uh, um, see that those calls to action come to fruition and, and that, yeah, we do change our world by changing our attitudes and, and uh, learning to live together. how Dave talked about reconciliation being the breaking down of hierarchies, of seeking equality, and how we need to change our attitudes to do this. I think this is an important challenge for settlers. One way we might be able to do this is to look at our attitudes around prisons. Dave mentioned that prisons are today's residential schools. This is an idea that has been observed by many people who have recognized how the justice system works against Indigenous people at every level. In 2016, McLean's did a feature-length piece on this and noted that, quote, In Canada, the Indigenous incarceration rate is 10 times higher than the non-Indigenous population, higher even than in South Africa at the height of apartheid. In Saskatchewan, if you're Indigenous, you're 33 times more likely to be incarcerated, according to a 1999 report, the most recent available, end quote. I think this is why Dave has talked with great enthusiasm about the elder that they currently have on staff at Mike Mission, who works alongside them so that they can do their work in the best way possible. The goal of Mike Mission is to keep people out of jail, by providing visitation while people are in prison and support when they are released. 
There are actually really compelling studies about how when people receive visits, even from volunteers they don't know, they are less likely to re-offend when they are released. Through their work, my commission addresses the TRC call to action number 30 to eliminate the overrepresentation of Indigenous people in custody over the next decade. So when Dave said we need to look at the TRC calls to action and work together to put them into practice, he has practical opportunities for people to be engaged in this work of reconciliation. So in our show notes today, we have the MICA Mission website where you can find Dave's contact information, articles on the overrepresentation of Indigenous people in Canada, and the list of the TRC's 94 calls to action. Or you can contact us at mccsk.ca for more information. Subscribe to our podcast to hear more conversations on reconciliation. This has been Reconcile, Everyday Conversations, a podcast from Mennonite Central Committee, Saskatchewan. Thank you for listening. Thank you.